podcast. My name is David. My name's Matt. And we are the Taylor Bros. I always say something stupid here. I was like coming at you live again, but like, you know. Uh yeah. No. Yeah. Still brothers. Yeah, still brothers, yeah. Anyway, uh <laughs> you wanted to talk about well, you sent me a quote, Matt. Did you want to start with that quote? I would love to start with that quote. I wish I had uh, learned it off by heart, but I'm going to have to read it this time. Um, you memorized it. That might come into our conversation later. Yes, indeed. Right. So here's the quote from Arthur Schopenhauer. Schopenhauer? You may accumulate a vast amount of knowledge, but it will be of far less value to you than a much smaller amount if you had not thought about it for yourself. Because only through ordering what you know by comparing every truth with every other truth, can you take complete possession of your knowledge and get it into your power? So he's a philosopher and an author, from what I can understand. And so he's basically suggesting contemplation has real value rather than just reading or research. Yeah. So what made you want to talk about that? Well, we've obviously spoken plenty of times about journaling and that sort of habits as useful and how reflection generally is an important thing that quote stood out obviously it's a slightly elongated from what your standard soundbite quote might be these days but it, it struck me that? as you know something that oh if you really want to uh it, you know take possession of that knowledge and and have it ordered it's actually better off to have a smaller subset that you've really reflected on and compared all those things together rather than have a huge amount of knowledge that you don't actually reflect upon. I mean, we might come to this later on in the discussion, but you know, you recently sent me something relating to AI and someone was posing this question about like these generative AI things and saying, people always say, oh, it will scale, you know, when you when they it will scale. So they'll they'll show intelligence when it scales. But they were saying, well, you know, they haven't produced any new discoveries or any new insights of their own. If even a moderately intelligent person had memorized all of human knowledge, they would have made some new connections by now. And I just wonder if there's a, it's a similar sort of idea and a track to go along, which is you're better off actually not necessarily just hopelessly getting more and more information in, but actually reflecting on what you have. Mm -hmm. And of course, it makes sense at this time of year, we're thinking about the end of the year reflecting back on the year if we don't do that have we missed an opportunity to learn something to regain some or to gain some possession complete possession of the year and that's that's really important i'm training to be a teacher this year and was reminded of the is it the Evan house forgetting curve which is basically you'll forget, I, don't know, I can't remember you'll forget a majority of what you uh know within about a day so if you've read something, you'll forget the majority of it within a day. Yeah. And so you need to then learn it again and repeat. And then you remember it for a little bit longer. And yeah. actually, you, the best time to remember something is just before you forget it, is what they say. But that becomes the spacing bit. But you need that repetition. Um, but also you need that reflection. And ultimately, um, I suppose this reflection can be a lot of different things. But ultimately, we remember what we think about. Yeah, that's, that's basically the truth. And so, yeah, if I if I read a book, I could read a whole book. But if I'm not really thinking about it, and actually I'm thinking about what happened that day or mm. what I want for dinner that night, 
I am not going to remember any of it because I've not actually thought about it. And so the reflection can sometimes be telling you or telling someone else, hey, I read this thing. That was quite interesting. I'm actually helping myself remember it. And then sometimes that's when you can start making the connections. So do I have a, a formal reflective practice like this philosopher dude has? Not really, but yes, I do. You know, he's saying, oh, I meditate on these. I contemplate on these. And then I can order these thoughts and bring new connections and make it make sense. And I do that on a fewer number of things because that's more manageable. Um, So that was quite impressive. Probably most of us don't do that. (laughs) Well, I was inspired by you. I can't remember when you started it. But last year, you sent out a newsletter at the end of the year saying, here are the list of all the books that I read that year. And it was, I don't know, was it over 50? And you said... I have written a short summary of some of my my thoughts. So like a paragraph maybe or two on each of these books. Uh, If you're interested, send me the titles and I'll send you those things. Because obviously you said like, I'm not just going to ping that all in an email. That would be quite a long email. And that was the practice that you'd got into, I don't know, a couple of years ago, maybe 18 months ago or something where you were like, I was used to just read a book and then put it down and then start the next one. Mm -hmm. But you took, I don't know what it was, maybe five minutes, maybe 15, uh, you know, before starting a new thing and just going, oh, what were some of the things that stuck out to me? What were some of the thoughts I had recording that and saving it somewhere? And that I'm sure was of 10 minutes of massive value added to you. Yeah, because you're synthesizing you're summarizing then for me at the end of the year like you said i could say hey send me the title i'll send it back to you then i'm reading it again i'm like oh that yeah that's interesting i'd remembered this bit but i'd forgotten this bit and so you're you know um ultimately most of us don't have a hundred percent recall and so we're talking about the end of the year and contemplating it and reflecting upon it well there's been 365 days in this year. Well, not so far. Well, but not quite. But every year there's 365 days. And some. You've got a quarter more, but, you know, more or less. No, we're not going to be finickety about this, are we? But how many of them do we really remember? Yeah. How many are days you, you've lost? Because we, we didn't reflect on them. We didn't catch yeah. them when they happened. And so we look back and we're like, yeah. But there was that one uh, Monday. Well, no, actually, there was uh, how many Mondays? Yeah, about 25 of the same Monday. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so that's yep. good. I remember that one 25 Mondays. You know, and it's just like blurs. And actually, the days are distinct. And so what does it, it look like to remember some of those distinct moments and mm. contemplate them and reflect them and almost order our lives and, and order our thinking about our lives as well? Absolutely. It's interesting. We were, I was part of a discussion just this week, thinking about some of the reflections of the year. And I was there, there was another um, lady and myself who both were like, man, I can't really remember what happened in the first quarter of the year. Uh, and it's only striking me just now as we think about it. Actually, it would be easy for me to find out because I've got that five year journal. I could just have a quick flip through what was the general tenor of, but off the top of my head, I couldn't think of it. And, you know, it, it might have just been that not many significant things happened. You know, I genuinely, the, mo- the most interesting thing I can think of that happened in the first quarter of this year was helping you guys move into your new place. Mm. Uh, that was it. I can't remember anything else that happened. Uh, maybe, yeah, I don't know. 
And so, maybe it's in this hemisphere, less stuff happens sort of January, February, March. You know, yeah. people have recovered from Christmas. So, you know, you maybe you don't go out so much in January because you spent all your money and, you know, this and that. And it's dark and it's miserable. So, you know, you're maybe not doing the social things that was memorable. And then February comes around and that's a little bit shorter than all the months anyway. And not much happens, you know, and then so you suddenly you hit March and it's Easter and it's, then it's like, oh, yeah, I can do those things that include yeah. other people. And I think when we think back on the year, we think of the big things, the holidays, but we all, most of us probably think about the social things as well, the things which include people. And maybe that just don't happen as much in that first quarter. Or maybe yeah. it's the simple explanation of it's the longest ago. <laughs> You've forgotten it. Absolutely that as well. Yeah. If, uh, if the re... If the reflection period happened in April, then it, I think it would be fairly easy to remember what happened in January, February, and March. Yeah. So maybe this is where again we come back to a you know a small habit that can help us when it comes to thinking about reflections. Is uh, a number of episodes ago we talked about, for example, a three monthly cadence. You've got you know your three month planner, and I found that really helpful because you do at the end of three months you do a bit more of a significant. Okay, what's happened over the last three months? What, are, mm. what did I make these goals? What were the, some of the highlights? And then actually, it's much simpler for me to go instead of going through three hundred and sixty five days of my uh, five year journal, which I think we calculated would take. It took you about six hours or something one year. It takes many more hours than you think. You only write five lines a day. Yeah. And yeah. It only takes a minute or so. But over the course of a year, reading it back, yeah. it's going to take you hours. If it took you a minute to read each of those, yeah, you're talking about about six hours worth of, of reading. But yeah. if I've done four quarterly reflections, much easier to kind of go back, oh, yeah, that was some of the highlights of that three months. And those were some of the things I overcame. Mm-hmm. And that can be something that perhaps moving into next year, if we haven't done that this year, that could be something we we start. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be this major thing. But that was the thing I liked about what you did with your books. Mm-hmm. Again, it's that sort of atomic habits of like two minutes, the two minute rule. When you're trying to start something like this, make sure that you can do it within two minutes. So for me, I had attained, I'd aspired, I'm going to do the same. I'm going to write notes on all the books. I read. But what I was doing as I was reading, I was like noting, writing down like, oh, there's a good quote on that page and there's a good quote on that page. And I, I took, I think I did it for one book and it took me like an hour and a half to write my notes down. And it was less of a summary thought. It was more of a Cliff Notes version of the book. And so I was like, never going to do that again. That took so long. So again, there's benefit in cutting it right down. How can I make this reflective practice really manageable, really small so that I'm more likely to do it again? Oh, ultimately, yeah, because when I did it, I also I was efficient, but some part of it was lazy. But also, actually, my desire is to catch the overview, not yes. the detail. And it's easy to get into the detail. But actually, if I I'm not looking at the book when I'm writing the notes, I was like, I've just read this book over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> yeah. And then I was done. Yeah. And every now and again, I was like, there was a good quote that was about here. I'm now going to put that in, but sure. not always. Yeah. And I think the one last thing, that's something I learned from the Designing Your Life book. They talk a little bit about the practice of mind mapping and they say, give yourself like a timer and do it really quickly. And then like the way you do it is you've got a bubble and then you just the first five words that you associate with that bubble. And then you just do that again. And what they say is in giving yourself a short time space, and you're not like 
really thinking things over, your brain will make connections that you wouldn't have thought about logically. And I think that can be a similar thing. You're looking for the big idea. And what I often did is I'm just like, I'm basically a copy and paster. Let's get all the amazing quotes. Well, that's not the big idea of the book. That's just interesting snippets. Yeah, maybe that's a bit of evidence for the idea. Yeah. Yeah. So, So go wrap us up, Matt. Wrap us up with some Christmas wrapping. Uh, (laughs) What we're looking at today is the power of reflection. And it's not about building loads of knowledge. It's not about having a huge, vast uh, expanse. It's going... How can I reflect on what I do know, on what I have experienced, and then gain something out of that? I, you know, one practice, a little bit of journaling every day. We love that one. A quarterly reflection, something small. And it could just start with, at the end of this year, what are a couple of the big highlights from the year? What are some of the challenges and what did I learn? There you are. So go reflect on your year. And we thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. And Yeah. um, yeah, see you next week. Have a very Merry Christmas, and then we'll see you next time.